Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of Predictably Irrational, our efforts to understand human behavior. This podcast is a project for critical thinking class we are taking at a university in Japan. Today, Manami and Ayaka are going to talk to you about the power of place. From Dan Aurelius' book, Predictably Irrational. We hope this episode will help you be just a bit less predictably irrational. Okay, here we go. In this chapter, the power of price, the author already discusses how price affects the effects we perceive. He also explains what he says about the perceivable effect. First, Ayaka discusses the effects of price. Hello, I'm Ayaka. I'm going to talk now about the psychological effect that price has. What are the effects that price gives? I will give you some examples. Okay, imagine this. You are thinking of buying a sofa because the sofa in your house has been broken by a neighbor, childhood, jumped on it. And you are now a furniture store. In the furniture store, there is a 9,000 sofa, a 30,000 sofa, and a 200,000 sofa. They are all the same size. Which one would you buy? You probably would not buy the 9,001. I would guess that you would buy either the 30,001 or the 200,001. Why? This is an important point of this chapter. So what if you are put in a situation where there are 1,000 sofa, a 3,000 sofa, and a 9,000 sofa? You would probably buy the 9,000 sofa. Why wouldn't you buy the 9,001 in the first situation even though they are the same price? Why do we avoid buying something extremely cheap? The answer is because we usually assume that the more expensive item is of better quality than the cheaper one. We naturally imagine that the 200,000 sofa is more comfortable with a soft and fresh sitting air than a 9,000 sofa. This is interesting. Similarly, if we compare a 50 yen yakitori sold in a supermarket and a 300 yakitori sold in kyoto, we can either imagine that the 301 seems to be tastier, even if they are made with the same ingredients and in the same way, and even if the 50 yen per price yakitori is actually tastier. Next. With the effect felt be different between expensive and cheap medication, is an expensive painkiller more effective than a cheaper one? Would you buy a cheap medicine on special sale when you're in pain to the point of death? No, we would not. Which is the best medicine for our health? for our children, for our lovers. If we want the best for ourselves, will an expensive medicine relieve our pain better than a cheap one? Does price really make a difference in how we feel? To find out, earlier I conducted a series of experiments on adult 100 Boston adults. The investigator told the participants that the experiments were to test the effectiveness of a new painkiller called Veraton RX. A pamphlet placed in the laboratory said Veraton is a new medicine. In clinical trials, more than 92% of patients 
food took Baraton said their pain was greatly reduced in only 10 minutes. And it also said that the price of the medicine is $2.50 per dose at $3 for a single dose. The participants would have felt that, oh, it is expensive. After confirming that the participants had read through the brochure, a test was administered. The test was to examine the participants' perception and tolerance of pain. When the researcher pressed a button, an electric shock was generated from a machine that was connected to the participants. The pain caused by the electric shock was initially slight, but gradually increased in intensity until it finally reached a point of extreme pain. The participants feel that I don't want to undergo this test anymore. Finally, after the first part was over, the participants took the next part in which they took the velaton and underwent the same test. The participants were frightened, remembering the pain they felt during the first part. However, when the same egg shock was used in the next part of the test, the participants said that they didn't feel much pain because of the medication. They must have believed that Belaton is a luxury and high-quality medicine. But in fact, Belaton Rx was just a capsule containing vitamin C. Interesting, isn't it? That's an interesting story. Oh, I, I've had a similar experience. The story I will tell you now is one that shows how much I trusted the doctor. This was my childhood experience. One day, when I was five years old, I had a sniffle. That day, my body was sluggish and my nose was very runny. So I said, I don't want to go to preschool. Then my mother was troubled and she said, if you are so sick, take this medicine. This is from your doctor and gave me a powder medicine. Then I took it with water. My mother said, after now I was taking it, your symptoms should listen. But actually it was not a medicine. It was a small amount of sugar. I took the sugar thinking it was a medicine. But the human body is a strange thing. Surprisingly, my symptoms were alleviated. The runny nose wasn't cured, but the legacy was gone. As soon as I said, I think I'm feeling a little better, my mother immediately took me to preschool. When I returned home from preschool, I was informed of the truth. So I distrusted people that day, but my mother gave me a really interesting experience. This story is about my experience with placebos. Next, I will talk about what a placebo is. We asked, how much do you trust your doctor and do you know what a placebo is to students at the same university? I was surprised at the result. 80% of the students trust their doctors. When we see a doctor we trust, we pay. Doctors are professionals in the medical field. They are the ones who examine, treat, and medicate the sick. They are responsible for us patients. Of course, we trust that they will not cheat us or treat us wrong. So we think, I'm paying for this so the doctor will give me the best treatment. They give me a good medicine. Yes, this is also the power of price. 
We believe that if we pay money, the doctor will give us the right treatment. Even though somewhere in the world, placebo surgeries are being performed. Of course, our research shows that most of the students have never heard of placebo. But as you were listening to this, you were thinking, wait, what is a placebo? Okay, I will introduce you to what a placebo is. A placebo is uh, something that looks like a real medical treatment, but it's not. They can be a tablet, injection, or other fake treatment. In other words, a placebo doesn't contain active substance that affects health. In addition to the story of Belladon Alex's experiment and my experience, there is another example of placebo. That is placebo surgery. About 50 years ago, an experiment was done on patients with chest pain. Placebo surgery was performed on some of the patients and real surgery was performed on the rest. In the real surgery, the patient's chest was open and artery were tied up. In the placebo surgery, they simply cut two places on the patient's body with a scalpel. Surprisingly, patients who underwent either surgery reported that their pain was relieved immediately. The Belladon Alex, the fake medicines I was given my mother, and this surgery were all placebo. Students who answered, I trust my doctor, would be surprised to learn that a doctor we trust may be deceiving us by using placebo. In conclusion, the purpose for which this chapter was written is to give you a sense of how much price affects us all. I hope that after listening to this podcast, you will understand how price affects your decision-making and avoid expensive purchases. Remember, just because things are sold at a lower price or discounted does not mean that their quality has been lowered. So let's do critical thinking when you're shopping and let's try not to put too much trust in people and things. Thank you for listening.